Welcome back to the Replay Center. I'm your host, Zach Jang. And in this episode, we're going to be talking about the Warriors' dominance once again. They're just going around thrashing everybody. What else is new, right? It's just another season. Uh, we're also going to be covering some news, some drama. Uh, Ty Lue got fired from the Cavs. Uh, the Rockets offered four first-round picks for Jimmy Butler. And the Wizards are being the Wizards just five games into the season. Before we get started, I just want to shout out our sponsor for this episode, which unfortunately, after 10 whole episodes now, still nobody, but that's okay. Eventually, we will get one. But if you like basketball and you like reading about basketball, check out my blog at thereplaycenter.com. There, I write news, recaps, whatever's happening, drama is always happening, something happening in NBA every single day and night. So I'll be covering there. Also, some opinion columns on just my thoughts on NBA, just like how I do this podcast. Um, so if you want more basketball content, go to the blog at thereplaycenter.com. Once again, that's thereplaycenter.com. The NBA never sleeps. Um, so if you enjoy the NBA, you cover it or you report on it, you can't sleep either. Um, because every single day and night now, it seems there's always something exciting happening. Um, just like tonight, you thought nothing, you know? The headline game tonight was the Raptors and the Bucks, but both Giannis and Kawhi Leonard weren't playing due to injury slash rest. So you were like, okay, it's probably going to be a quiet night. But you forget the Warriors are in the NBA, and whenever they play, you're at least going to get three and a half, like three quarters of exciting basketball. Um, They're just like... Every time you think, oh, maybe this team has a chance to be the Warriors. And, like, I, I'm going through this right now because I'm a Celtics fan. I'm looking at the talent on my team. I'm like, man, you know, we got a lot going on there. Um, great coach. So, uh, you know, a lot of talent. Maybe we have a shot. We played them pretty well these past couple of years. Um, so, you know, there, they, there could be a chance there. But then the Warriors, when they're not cruising, you could just see... Like, their past three games. Let's just go through this. Um, I I wasn't planning on doing a podcast tonight. Um, but Clay Thompson made me do one. Because he just went off this game for 52 points. 18 of 29 shooting. And an NBA record 14 threes on 24 attempts. That, that's the most attempts, I believe, in NBA history, too. But he still shot over 50%. So, that doesn't really matter. Um, yeah. And he wasn't playing well uh, in the beginning of the season either. I think coming into this game, he had like five three-pointers made total or something like that. And um, he was shooting like 13% or something from three. So it was a rough start for him in the be- beginning of the season there. Um, but, you know, that wasn't going to last. He he put on, the people were saying maybe it's the beard. Maybe he got, he's got to sh- shave the beard, his bad mojo. But uh, turns out all he needed was a headband. He threw on the headband today and uh, went out swinging and launching shots, and all of them were going in at halftime. The Warriors were leading ninety to fifty at halftime. They were up forty-two points at halftime uh, against the Chicago Bulls. Um, yeah, and he had ten three-pointers at half, so that was that was great. And it was good to see Steph Curry was you know great teammate. Of course, he held the record previously. And uh, he was passing Clay the ball. His teammates were getting him the ball. You know, 
he obviously knew the record. I believe Steve Kerr, after the game, he was in an interview saying, like, uh, Clay was on the bench saying, two more, two more. And Steve Kerr had no idea what he was talking about at first. And then, then he realized that was um, that was a three-point record. And he said, like, he, he didn't even know who had it. So, obviously, he all he had to do was turn to the other player that he had. He's like, hey, Steph, do you have the record? And Steph's like, yeah, I do, of course, just like many other three-point records that I have or will have. Um, but, you know, great teammate. They were passing him a ball. I believe on his 13th uh, tying uh, record, three, Steph assisted on that one. So, um, kind of ironic there. But um, Clay Thompson broke out this game. Um, but even though he wasn't playing well in their first uh, seven games, they didn't really need him. Because let's let's go through their past three games. This game, they blow out the Chicago Bulls. Uh, Clay Thompson goes off for 52. Uh, the game before, last game against the Knicks, Ke- Kevin Durant just casually scored 41 points. He had like 25 in the fourth quarter. Um, and then the game before, the night I recorded the podcast um, from last week, they th- thrashed the Wizards. Steph Curry went for 51 points in three quarters. Of course, Clay only won three quarters in that game, this recent game too, but... He's just launching. He couldn't miss. He won 11 of 16 shooting from threes. And his whole season's been ridiculous. He's shooting 52% from the field, 90% from the free throw line. Already pretty impressive, right? 50, 90. Is he going to get the 40 in there? No, because he's got 51% shooting from three. He's shooting 52, 51, 90. He's shooting nearly as good from the three than from the field. That. <laughs> I don't know if he's going to be able to keep this up. We'll have to see. If he does, he'll definitely be, I think, a clear-cut MVP. Um, This is something we've never seen before in our lives. And the last time he won unanimously, unanim, what the hell? How do you say that word? Unanimously? I'm broken now. Clay Thompson broke me. All right? He won with all the votes, okay? Nobody else, he had all the votes for MVP. That year he shot 50, I think it was 50, 45, 90. And now he's doing even better. Um, We'll have to see if he keeps it up. But, you know, the dude, the dude is incredible. And just like, that's, you know, Klay Thompson wasn't even doing good in the first seven games. And they only lost one game. And that came down to like a game ceiling block at the end. Um... Against the Wizards too, they were up eighty-one to seventy-one. They're just scoring like, like nearly a hundred points at half at this point. I'm sure they could score two hundred in a game, but they don't have to play fourth quarters a lot of time. The starters, and um, you know, just like in even that game, Steph had went for fifty-one. Durant had thirty, and he was outscored by his teammate by twenty-one points. That's just how much talent they have, and it's just like you know. You're witnessing greatness, and you gotta like enjoy this. Like, no matter who they're playing, you're like I said, you're gonna get at least like two and a half quarters of excellence, uh, because there is either gonna be a close game, it's gonna be exciting, or um, you know they're just gonna blow out the other team. But not only just blow them out, but they're gonna probably like make history somehow every single game, because that's just how much talent they have. Um, you know, Stefan. Uh, Durant had been on a tear. Of course, Clay now got into it, finally found his rhythm. So they have three offensive juggernauts there. Draymond Green, Defensive Player of the Year, like, like pass winner. He's always playing defense, all-around player. 
They still have Livingston and Andre Iguodala. And guess what? Boogie Cousins is still on that team. He got ejected the other game. <laughs> he wasn't even playing, um, but he he's still on that team. They have another all-star potentially. Um, you know, they're starting Damian Jones right now at center, and they're dominating. If they add Boogie Cousins, even just like as a bench player, at like half the player he was at, that's just like adding more talent to a team that doesn't need any more talent. And, um, you know, they're probably just going to run away with another finals. Um, but he's, <laughs> he's just gotta, he's gotta laugh at this, at this point, because what are you going to do? You're going to like, you can't just complain. This is not going to do anything. Just enjoy their excellence and whatever. Is there any way this team could fall apart? Iggy gets hurt. I mean, we saw that last playoffs and they nearly lost to the Rockets, even though I, they still won without Iggy. So what does that say? And now they've added Boogie. So um, Iguodala's starting to show signs like he's getting hurt. You know, he's always been a little injury prone. Um, he's getting uh, uh, banged up a little bit in the early season already. But um, they just need him ready for the playoffs. And that's the, all they really care about. Um, so I don't think that's really going to be a too big of a factor. Um, the big factor is actually next year if Kevin Durant is going to leave. Um, that's been a point of discussion. Um right now and um it's kind of like almost like a hope people are like man (laughs) maybe he could leave and you know give the rest of the league a chance um he there's been talks he said like he's not gonna take a pay cut next year of course clay thompson's also expiring next year so warriors have to pay up and um you know he signed that one plus one um so he could get his bird rights so he could get like a big ass contract and um I think it'd be foolish for him to walk away from the Warriors and it'd be foolish for the Warriors to let him walk away um, and not pay him um, because you have a dynasty here. Um, But for the rest of the NBA, I'd love to see him leave. Um, Where would he go? The Knicks? Why? That that's been like a like the talk, you know, say, you know, somebody's got to go to New York to like revive him because it's New York. But that's a shitty ass franchise. James Dolan there is a train wreck they haven't been good for years everybody's been saying this bill simmons mentioned it like you know that's just why would you want to go to new york there's no reason to stephen a always screaming about his knicks um mentioned that he hasn't been excited for knicks basketball for like a decade and this you know is it's reasonable because the ownership is trash and it's just there, there's no reason to go there they have a nice young core sure chris Stapps porzingis is there but how you know? Even if Durant goes there, are they really gonna compete? I don't think so. Um, he could very well go to the Clippers. Clippers have room for two max players. He could he might go to the Lakers and join LeBron. Um, there's always gonna be a lot of speculation. The NBA, you know, free agency talk starts the moment it ends. <laughs> like the moment free agency ends for that year, next year's conversation is gonna start. And here we are uh, already in the beginning of the season. Um, but right now. Uh, there's no slowing them down. Kevin Durant is still on the team right now. Then um, they look like they're about to run away with um, another f- championship again. Um, so, you know, let's cover the rest of the league anyways, though, because the NBA is that exciting. We don't have to just focus on the Warriors and their eventual championship. There's always, there, you know, you could, there's still a lot of other exciting things going on in the league. Um, not in Cleveland, though. Uh, Ty Lue got fired. 
after Hugh, Hugh, Hugh Jackson of the Cleveland Browns got also got fired, I believe. I think their OC did as well. So a lot, a lot of job loss in Cleveland uh, right now. Um, Ty Lu, you can say what you want about him. You know, he's not a great coach. You know, of course, all the gifs of him are very unflattering and doesn't do him any favors. But he's a big time player coach. Um, of course, the players reported to be upset over his firing. LeBron tweeted out afterwards, you know, Ty Lue, some he showed some support, um, you know. And there's always been this talk like, yo, like LeBron coached that team. Ty Lue doesn't know what he's doing because, you know, he's always making these faces, all these gifs, and he just looks confused all the time. But, you know, he's a solid coach, I think. You know, maybe not the greatest adjusting coach that makes adjustments and like all that kind of stuff but he you know kind of like doc rivers almost he knows how to get to his players and um how to connect with them at the very least no matter how the media tries to spin it um but he's gone now i don't think he's gonna be complaining too much um of course he was um he had some health issues last year um uh, that kept him out for some time. It sounds like he will be resting sometime, and he doesn't really need job in uh, real quick because he had 15 million left on that contract, and he's still gonna get paid that. Cleveland, by the way, is still paying David Blatt. They're still paying, um, I believe, Mike Brown. Is it somebody? The coach before David Blatt. They're still paying him too. So, uh, you know, Dan Gilbert is paying up for a lot of coaches that just don't work for him anymore. Um, but maybe it was warranted. This team, it, they're the last winless team in the in the league right now. They're 0-6. Kevin Love got injured, and he's going to be out for, like, about a month. The players aren't happy. Kyle Korver and J.R. Smith are, like, out of the rotation now, and there's a recent report saying they got emotional after hearing they're not going to be involved in the rotation anymore. It just doesn't make any sense. Like, what is this team? Why did they re-sign extend Kevin Love for that big-ass contract. Why didn't they trade Kyle Korver? They need to trade Kyle Korver. And right now, they need to blow it up, right? What is this team? You're fighting for the lottery, and you're paying Kevin Love for, like, five five years down the line, and you got Kyle Korver on this team for, like, like six, six mil or something like that, and you're not even going to play him? J.R. Smith and Tristan Thompson, like, you know, they're not contributing too much, but you can't really move them. It's hard to move them because they're multi-year deals. But a guy like Kyle Korver or like Kevin Love, why did you extend Kevin Love and instead of like trading him away for younger assets and like just picks? Um, doesn't make a lot of sense. Um, bad, bad time for Cavs fans right now with LeBron gone. Um, uh, it's just not a good, good situation right there. Um, their second, their best player right now is like Chetty Osmond and, um, that's 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 all you need to know for, about the Cavs. They went from LeBron James to Chetty Osmond. Um, not he's pretty pretty solid young player there. Shouts out to Chetty Osmond, but um, bad time for Cavs fans. Um, I, I you gotta expect some trades coming away maybe down the line because I don't think they could keep going it this way. No matter how much Dan Gilbert wants to prove he could win without LeBron James, um, clearly they can't. And uh, Tristan Thompson, you're not defending your Eastern Conference champs title because you're probably not even going to make the playoffs. Um, you know, it's good for your confidence, though, whatever you want to think. Um, another team that's struggling right now, the Washington Wizards. Um, you know, I, I I had some hope for this team 
because, you know, they finally got a bench. Wasn't that their thing for the past two years? They didn't have a bench to back up these two stars that they have in Wall and Beal. But they get they got Jeff Green, at least as somebody, right? They got Austin Rivers. Dwight Howard fills in for Mar- Marcin Gortat. He can't be as bad as... He's got to be better than Gortat, right? Granted, Dwight Howard has been hurt so so far, so he hasn't really been contributing, but I don't really know if his presence is really going to turn this around. Um, they're 1-5 right now. They started off the season okay. Of course, they lost to the Warriors. They beat uh, the Trailblazers. Um... And then they just lost to the Kings, 116-112. to 112, And then they got thrashed by the Clippers, 136-104. to 104. And that's when that's when the quotes start coming out the Wizards locker room. You already knew John Wall, Bradley Beal, going to start yapping when they lose by a lot. Um, Bradley Beal doesn't talk that much. But, you know, he still gives his opinion, said, you know, we got to get out of our comf- comfort zone. Uh, we can't keep playing like this. John Wall always has the quotes. He always has something to say. Um, he said people got a people got their own agenda. They're looking for their own shots. And he said, quote, if you can't do it on both ends of the floor, you don't need to be playing. Here's the thing. Those two, you know, they're they're all star level players. I don't think that, you know, they're not that great. I don't think they've had some nice games. It hasn't been like the like blowout performances from them. And they're just First of all, they're you know are they even good together? I think we need to take a look at that. You know, John Wall is he better than Beal? Is he just taking opportunities away from Beal? Second of all, these are t- probably the two worst leaders of all time I've ever seen. All they do is call out their teammates. They never like. Have you ever heard either of them be, be like, "Yo, I gotta do better"? It's always like we, you know. Uh, which is, you know, it's it's a thing to call. I, you're, I guess you're including yourself in there. Um, but he, they call out their teammates, and you never hear them call out themselves. Um, after a bad game or something, you never hear like John Wall like, "Oh, I gotta be better. I gotta take another step." It's always, uh, you know, I'm one of the best two way players in the league. I, I'm one. I think I'm like the best point guard in the East. You know, I think I'm like one of the best. And then, you know, when things go bad, it's like, oh, man, we got to do better. <laughs> the people around us got to do better. Um, so this team is just out of whack. Um, they they acquired some talent. You thought maybe they could put it together. But um, if they can't do it this season, it's got to be blown up for sure. Uh, John, here, here's, here's their cap space situation real quick. Otto Porter, who has a max contract. Um, for some reason, I don't even think he's better than Jason Tatum at this point. And, um, he's just, you know, solid player, but max contract, oof. um, two plus one right now for about 27 mil, mil a year. At, um, so next three years, pretty much he has a player option that third year. I don't see why he would turn that down for 27 million. Um, cause the hope is, you know, he improves and so far he ha- hasn't really improved, uh, at all um so he's probably locked in for three years at 20 around 27 million uh bradley beal also locked in for three years about 27 million a year um a year by the way not 27 million overall we're talking 27 million dollars a year and that's pretty light numbers compared to john wall whose extension kicks in next year and that essentially is a three plus one 
which starts at $37 million next year. And the fourth-year player option is at $46 million. John Wall, great player. Um, hasn't shown a lot, any signs of improvement for the past, like, four or five years, though. Um, you know, great passer, solid defender. He could get to the rim, can't, can shoot once every five games. Um, but hasn't really shown the ability to take that next level into like Russell Westbrook. Although I don't know if he's not doing too hot either, but you know, into that James Harden converse level conversation with like, you know, the top tier guys, LeBron and all that. Um, 47 mil 46 mil a lot for a guy um i don't know how old he'll be at that point probably in his 30s um so right there three players whole lot of money and that's not all ian mahimi you know very very valuable guy of course two years 15 million dollars per year for the next two years um so there's four guys already you locked in for a lot of money and guess what markeith morris they're starting power forward runs out uh thomas sadaransky their backup point guard runs out uh and austin rivers uh and kelly Oubre. they all expire next year um so what the hell are they gonna do after this of course like dwight howard i believe has a player option for five years we'll see if he accepts that um jeff green uh, runs out too so their whole team is like all expired next year and they have four guys locked up to like a shit ton of money um so if they can't make anything with this roster they gotta blow it up i think you trade john wall you trade Otto porter you try to do whatever i think you probably build around bradley beal because he's still a young guy and you know there's still potential for him to take another step i think and you don't really see that with John Wall. I think he's at his ceiling, and Otto Porter hasn't shown any signs of like improvement since he got his max contract. Um, so that's really, I think you just keep Bradley Beal as your piece, and you trade everybody. That's that's what you gotta do. Um, Scott Brooks is getting fired this season for sure. There's no way he's gonna last this whole season. Um, he doesn't have that locker room in control. People are just playing, saying whatever the hell they want. There's no responsibility being held. It's just the Wizards being the Wizards, I guess. Um, <laughs> we'll have to see what happens. Probably a lot more quotes to come from that team for the rest of the season for sure. Um, but that's just the Wizards. Um, another team not doing so hot right now, the Houston Rockets. They're one of war right now. Now, granted, granted. Chris Paul got suspended. James Harden is dealing with, uh, you know, a hamstring injury right now. So their core hasn't really been together. But they are 1-4. Um, their real only loss was to the Pelicans opening night. And um, with their core, um, and, you know, it's opening night is one game. I don't think it's time to panic for the Houston Rockets. But I did bring up that point, you know, are they separated from the limited time we've seen them so far, are they still separated from the pack like they were last year? Like a clear top two with Golden State? I don't think so anymore. I think, you know, a team like San Antonio, Los Angeles, Utah Jazz, they could take this team. They could, it's not like, you know, a clear cut level above for the Houston Rockets anymore. I think it's going to, you know, if they stay like this, it's going to be a bloodbath from the seeds two through eight. It's just going to be like absolute bloodbath, bloodbath, (laughs) 
Oh my God, I can't speak anymore. Absolute bloodbath in the West, which is what we expected, but we thought maybe it'd be top, you know, Warriors and Rockets could separate themselves like they did last year. But, you know, right now, it doesn't look like it. And I think Daryl Morey re- realizes that. And he he offered four first-round picks um, for Jimmy Butler. And um, the key thing is, you know, you can't trade four years consecutively first-round picks. Even the Celtics. Celtics got two two first-round picks and a swap. So that's how they got the, you know, the three, three first-round picks in a row. Um, because the next Nets weren't supposed to suck. They weren't supposed to be wor- worse than Celtics. So that swap, you know, wasn't supposed to mean much. But, you know, they blew it up way too early. And then so they lost all their picks. And that's what happened there. Four first-round picks every other year? That's tough. We're talking like the next eight years, every other year you lose a first-round pick. Um, they are locked into that core for like five years. But, you know, down the line, eight years down the line, you know, all of a sudden you're still losing a first-round pick. You know, is that worth it? I don't know. We'll see. Um, but the trade, originally when this news came out, I think even I tweeted like, yo, Tibbs got to take this, right? And everybody was like, yo, Tibbs got to take this. This is four first-round picks. But they're, the the intention is they want to package it with Brandon Knight and Marquise Chris. And there's no reason that the Timberwolves should do this trade if you really look at it. Why would they do this trade? Especially for Tibbs. He wants to compete. He wants a shooting guard back. I mean, talking Brandon Knight, Marquise Chris, there's two players you're not going to play at all. Even on this, like lack of depth of a team with the Timberwolves you're not gonna play those guys they're trash they're not good players Brandon Knight is like you would spend a first round pick just to dump the guy Marquise Chris just seems like a head case <laughs> you know it's just like those two are trash players even as for four four ah, four first round picks there's no reason for them to take that trade, especially if you're Tibbs, you're like, I'm going to get fired either way after this season, probably. I'm not going to make those picks. I want to compete. At this point, the Miami Heat offer is better than that. You get Josh Richardson, at least, who, you know, is a young guy who could develop. There's a starting um, small forward slash guard for you there, at least. At least you get a player, and that's what they want, young players and picks. And it seems that Miami hasn't put the picks on the table yet. Um... So I don't think the Wolves are going to do this uh, trade at all. The Rockets definitely, I can't speak tonight. God damn. The Rockets definitely leaked that information to like, you know, get Glenn Taylor's ears perked up. Like, whoa, for four first round picks. Maybe I should step in here like Tibbs. We should probably take this. Um, But there's no reason Tibbs would take that trade. Miami is re-engaging with uh, the Timberwolves about Butler. He'll still probably be traded, but, you know, they're not doing terribly right now. They just beat the Lakers tonight. Jimmy Butler hit a big-time three um, to, you know, kind of put the dagger in the game, um, put them up by five with, like, 16 minutes left or something. Um, Maybe they could make this team work. I think with Butler there, and they get past all this drama and news and headlines, and they settle down, I think they make the playoffs for sure. Um, Carl Anthony Towns is on some shit right now. He's not playing great. Um, he had a trash game against the Raptors where he was just not engaged. He like airballed a three and immediately called, you know, told tips to take him out. Um, you know, that was just a bad game for him and he just doesn't look like he's very focused right now. Um, I tweeted like 
DeMarcus Cousins. He's starting to look like DeMarcus Cousins and not in a good way. Um, Very pouty, you know, when he's not getting his shots or calls or things are not going his way. He just doesn't try on the other end or really overall at all. Um, So the only way for this to work is it's got to come from both sides. One is Jimmy Butler has got to realize, you know, they need him to win for sure. And it's, you know, very evident right now in the early season. They need him to win for sure. But he's got to realize Carl Anthony Towns has a shit ton of talent. And you need to be able to motivate that guy, not call him a bitch. You know, that's not going to work. You got to be able to motivate that guy and, you know, connect with him and make him play to his potential. You got to be a better leader in that situation for it to work. And same thing with Andrew Wiggins. You know, Wiggins hasn't shown much. But he's played a little better this, at least in the beginning of the season. He's gotten hurt recently too, but so it's a small sample size. But you got to be able to connect with those two players better so, you know, you could get more help. So you're not just, you know, carrying this thing by yourself. You, to make this work, you got to be a better leader. Now, I know he said this is exactly why he's requested a trade. He doesn't think it'll work out. So... But, you know, if he wants to win, he wants to compete, maybe he should try being a better leader. And on the other end, you know, Towns got to be better. Towns just got to be better. Wiggins got to be better. Um, still, he's probably going to get traded, but they don't look too bad right now, um, which is an interesting, very interesting situation. Um, that's about it for the news slash drama. Um, but the NBA, man, there's just so much good basketball right now the Bucks are the only undefeated team as of now they just beat the Raptors granted they didn't have Giannis but the uh, the Raptors didn't have Kawhi OG or Van Vliet so uh Raptors were undefeated but they just lost the first game um Raptors still amazing um I, I, all these stats I'm about to present you know don't don't count this this game this this tonight's games um but Raptors Third in offensive rating, tenth in defensive rating. The Bucks are eighth in offensive rating, second in defensive rating. Those teams are those two teams are awesome right now. It seems um, Bud knows what he's doing. Um, definitely better than Jason Kidd, and uh, they're playing less minutes too. Is another thing to keep out for. You know, Giannis and Chris Middleton are averaging only like thirty minutes a game or something like that. Um, so that's gonna help them keep it keep fresh down the line. Um, and the Raptors just look very smooth right now. Their depth is showing. Their bench is crazy good. Kawhi Leonard looks like an MVP candidate. He's scoring like 30 points a night. One of those games, I forgot against who, but he had this like no-look diving steal, which like he just anticipated a bounce pass, so he dove backwards and just got to steal, which is just absolutely incredible. And like I mentioned before, Danny Green is huge for that team. 3 and D guy, one of the veteran locker room guys. Just great piece for that team. And, you know, again, it's looking like the Raptors have their greatest team in franchise history. Again, we just have to see if they could carry it out in um, in the playoffs. And that will be a big indicator if Kawhi Leonard will stay. Um, so we have to keep an eye on that. But they're a lot of fun to watch right now. Pelicans and Blazers. Also, two teams doing pretty well right now. Um, Pelicans lost their first game against the Utah Jazz, who, you know, put up a huge offensive performance. I think they scored like 130-something. But Pelicans still great offense right now. Um, I think they're third in offensive rating. Blazers also killing in offense, uh, fourth in offensive rating. Uh, 
their bench is showing up. Zach, Zach Collins is looking good. Um, we have to see uh, if they could. I think they'll make the playoffs. You know, I I threw them out of my playoff um, predictions, but it's looking like they're gonna get in there. Um, their offense looks very good. Damian Lillard is playing out of his mind, um, and it looks like he has some help behind him for for once. You know, some backup guys and all that. So um, Blazers are looking a lot better than I expected for sure. My beloved Boston Celtics are still killing it on defense. Um, number one defensive rating, uh, by like a mile. They're like 95 or something like that. Second place is the Bucks at like 97 and everybody else is like over a hundred. Um, I think only one team has, has scored above a hundred points. That was against the Raptors. I did the Knicks, the Knicks might've scored over a hundred too. Um, maybe not, but it was very, if they did, it was like 102 or 103 or something like that, but they just beat the previously undefeated Detroit Pistons. They held Blake Griffin to like 10 points or something like that. And 89 points, the Pistons scored overall. The offense is still pretty trash, but it's looking a little better. There's better ball movement. Jalen Brown finally got it going the other night, which is great to see. I love my boy Jalen Brown. Um, uh, so good to see him get some shots up. Gordon Hayward making some progress every single game. Kyrie's still a little out of it, but last game um, he only scored three points. But it was just he wasn't as aggressive. He just you know got his teammates more involved. It wasn't like he was missing shots. He didn't shoot great. I think he was like one of like five or something. But he only took five shots. It wasn't like he was like two of like thirty or like something like that. Um, you know, and he had a statement after the game saying, I just want to be cool right now. I got, I can't be in this like mindset that I was in previously of where I would just, I need to get my stats up. I need to get these buckets. Um, he recognizes the talent around him and it's not going to be everybody's night. I'm not worried about Kyrie Irving. People are like, you know, worried he's not shooting well. Um, he's really not shooting well from three right now or overall, but he's going to have a stretch of games where he shoots like his mind he just shoots out of his mind that's what happened last year he started his season super poorly and then he had a stretch where he was just dominating in every aspect and he almost he finished with this most efficient season of all time so um it's still early they still need to mesh a little bit but the defense is there and that's what keeps them in games and that's what happened last year um defense kept them in games and they wouldn't have a little comeback just like that okc game they were down by like nine with like four minutes left and then they went on a 16-1 run to end the game um and won but uh okay see not a great indicator for strength right now they're they finally won against um against the phoenix suns i believe without devin booker so not not a great indicator of um improvement but they at least they got a win nerland's noel had a breakout game he had like 15 and like 10 or like 11 or something like that like a couple steals a block or two he's doing something um i still think he's not gonna be that big of a factor at all um is a reason he didn't play at all for the mavs he's not good he chases blocks when he doesn't need to um he's not a great rebounder really not just not for someone his size and that athletic he's just eh He's just, eh, you know. Um, but uh, they're struggling right now without Roberson. Their defense is not that great. One of the best last season, especially with Roberson. Um, it's so weird. 
like Andre Roberson is their like key key missing piece. Maybe he is. We'll have to see um how uh how the team turns around with him back, but that will be a couple months. Um so they're struggling a bit right now. Um a couple other teams just struggling. Phoenix Phoenix Suns are 1 and 5. Some people expected them to take a step up. You know, they got Trevor Reza. They got Ryan Anderson. But Booker has been out for two games. Uh, DeAndre Ayton's been playing great. He had one game um, like 24 and 14 or something like that. Um, He's just dominating. He's he's a big man, grown-ass man there. Um, But they're struggling overall. Um, The Magic, another team that's just struggling. You know, it's just like some talent there. You know, they have players that have talent. Like Aaron Gordon and like Devin Booker, those guys are good players, but they just can't seem to put it together. Um, so you know, maybe they're just bound for the lottery for uh, years and years to come. Um, one last note: the Sacramento Kings are four and three. They just beat the Miami Heat. Of course, they beat the Wizards. I don't know what's happening. The Celtics have their pick. It's like I'm half happy that you know they're not like the worst team in the league. So you know the chances of the Sixers getting that pick. Because his top one protected is lessened. But now, you know, they're, they're like 8th seed in the West right now. I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. But they're looking solid. Um, winning record right now. And that's tough to say for a lot of teams. Um, but uh, that's the Kings. It's a surprise. It's early in the season. But the NBA is can't miss television right now. There's drama. There's news. There's exciting basketball every single night. You know, it's just like, you can't do anything else at this point. You want to watch a movie? No, you can't because you're going to miss a great basketball game or a historic performance by the by the Golden State Warriors. Um, It's just like, you can't sleep. These freaking games, the Lakers and the Warriors are always good too, but they, they, they're on until like 1.30 in Eastern time. It's just rough. It's a rough time, but a great time to be enjoying basketball. Um... That's going to be it. I'm going to wrap it up right there. Um, As always, thank you guys for tuning in and listening. And I hope you enjoyed. If you did enjoy, please subscribe to Stitcher, iTunes, wherever you get your podcasts, SoundCloud. um, And then leave me a review. Like like the track, whatever. Just, you know, show some appreciation. And I will appreciate that very much. Um, Of course, you want to read more about basketball, the blog, thereplaycenter.com. I always post my podcasts on there too. So, you know, if you follow the blog, you could keep up with the podcast anytime I write. And, um, of course, I'm always talking basketball on my Twitter at Spoken Hoops. So follow me there. Tweet at me. Let's chat. I love talking about basketball. That's why I'm doing this. Um, But, of course, thank you guys for listening. And I will see you guys next time. Or talk to you guys next time. Later.